Hello and welcome everybody to this uh, first community podcast we've recorded for Hot UK Deals. Um, this is something we wanted to do and we probably will do more of to explain to you some of the things going on uh, to our community um, uh, inside inside Hot UK Deals and some of the projects we're working on. And for the first one, we have quite a big topic um, about some new publication rules we, we want to bring in. So um, hopefully this will um, explain some of our thinking um, and encourage you to ask us some questions uh, and and be a good starting point for these uh, for these rules which we we want to start. So first, I, should, I guess we should start by introducing ourselves. Uh, as I just dived in at the start, so I'm Dan. I work here. I'm um, VP of operations, so I work across the content teams, community teams, and commercial teams. And uh, sat to my left is uh, hello. Yeah, uh, I'm Jason. I'm responsible here at Pepper as head of community engagement, um, covering France, Germany, and the UK. And hi, I'm Darren Goff. I'm the brand new, actually, Director of Community at Pepper, but I've actually been working with the group since March this year, uh, coincidentally enough, the same timeline as we started these rules, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and yeah, great to be here, and um, hopefully this is really worthwhile for everyone. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. And yeah, absolutely. It's a great uh, great segue around to, to what we're trying to talk about here. So yes, we've been working on uh, an update to the to the publication rules across uh, many Pepper websites actually so um, people may or may not know uh, we're part of a group of, of, uh, of websites under a brand called Pepper um, across many countries including Germany, France, Poland, Netherlands uh, and more across Europe and the world and um, so all together we, we decided it was a good time to look at, that, at our publication rule so we want to talk you through the why, the how and then I guess the all important part uh, is, uh, is is where, where we ended up to so yeah I think maybe it's a good good place to start to say uh, to ask uh, Darren as he kind of led on some of these things how do we get into this this project so far yeah thanks Dan um, yeah so as we mentioned earlier we started this work in March of this year which if this podcast dates spectacularly and people are looking back in years to come will be 2022 um, it was the first project that I was involved with with Pepper um, and I was already aware of some of the learnings from last time we did the publication rules in various company uh, countries, um, which was partly that maybe we didn't include enough people in the consultation and learning process. So that was number one priority for us when we started this work. Um, we first did was we first sat down um, and really just collated the rules that currently existed um, across many of our communities, including our international communities, and then really looked at and thought about what we wanted to change. Um, or to achieve with these um, updates as well. Um, we then took this back to our teams and presented our ideas from um, eight countries in an open session. Um, just coincidentally, it happened to be a get-together um, for the company in Berlin in May of this year anyway. So it was a perfectly opportune time for us to actually bring some of these ideas and work that we've already um, done over about two months, six weeks or two months at that point. Um, and really sort of open it up for some conversations to show a presentation on what we'd done and really just to give a, everyone a sense of coming together um, on the same page, uh, partly to make sure we hadn't <laughs> missed anything drastic and that we were you know, absolutely on point in terms of what we were doing. But also, as we talked about from last time, to make sure that we didn't miss any opportunities to involve all of our teams, um, you know, who many of them are actively involved in applying these rules, um, both through moderation and ensuring we have vibrant communities, and just to make sure really that from the work there onwards, um, we captured everyone's feedback and we continued to adapt them so they were fit for purpose. Um, from that initial session, um, the rules have now been seen by, I think, between about 150 and 200 people in total, and we'll come on to, on to some of those um, groups 
as part of this podcast as well. But it really did help us shape the rules and the direction of travel for them and really where we wanted to go. And it was just imperative that we, you know, we didn't miss anything really. Um, so that's that's really the kind of journey of where we've got to this to this point as well. Um, I'll just hand back to Dan now. Uh, yeah, and I, I was going to say, actually, you mentioned last time um, a lot. I know out of the three of us, Jason was the only person here last time who, when we launched this, he went through all, all that fun. Uh, and I guess it'd be interesting just to hear, you know, um, why you think actually we needed to go through this process now to kind of update those from, from three years ago. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dan. It was a, so in terms of the publication rules, which were last updated in July 2019, in terms of the, the planning of the rules, so the planning was was done mainly by um maybe no more than five people um at pepper the the reasoning behind or the reason we felt we had to uh, change the rules was to improve deal content and deal content quality um we didn't go through a whole the, the same process that darren has just explained here we decided internally what what we felt we wanted to achieve so we, we put together a list of rules, which on paper um, looked exactly what we were aiming for. But it's not until you then go through the process of releasing the rules, waiting for feedback, uh, and then going back and changing the rules. It, it was a really difficult process because for some of them, uh, some of the rules, it felt like to the community that we hadn't considered giving them a voice to, to how they want their platform to be managed. A lot when you consider the content which gets posted on our on our platform, ninety five percent UGC, um, possibly. Does that sound about right, Dan? Yeah, that's yeah. about right. So about ninety five percent UGC. If it's the users that are posting the content for us for the benefit of each other, they need to have, be given a voice to help shape the platform that they you know that they care about so much. So the the difference between the process here and the process then is is very stark. Um, so it's been, it's been a, a great opportunity to reach so many people. We, the, the group that um, Darren mentioned in Berlin, were, it's the first time that they had seen the first draft of the rules and they were super engaged. We had teams from um, community support in other countries. Um, editorial was super interested about the, the types of things that we wanted to do because it would affect their work too. So it was a, it was a really, really good process. And um, being involved in the one in 2019, um, I think we did some great things in 2019. We changed the content certainly increased, but the process that we've we've gone through now um, for me it's it's been it's been great. And I think the interesting um, interesting thing is is some of the other things we saw in that time. So you know everyone will be aware the world um, has changed a lot since twenty nineteen, um, and uh, and and yeah the things we've been through like the pandemic and then now kind of the cost of living situation we're in. We found we were naturally thinking about these rules all that time. The, the rules we had the current rules. Uh, and we were seeing some some areas for improvement in them. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, the, the COVID situation did push everyone, you know, far more into a digital first approach. So not just the way that Pepper operate, but a lot of the organisations and merchants that we work with as well are also operating in a very different world these days. So it was really, you know, obvious to us, I think, during the process. So we had to be mindful of how that played out. You know, we're, we're in much more of a global market now. So whilst we have communities in every region, you know, there's laws that have changed over the years. There's ways that, you know, customer rights have changed, those type of things as well. It's really important that, you know, we were kind of mindful around where that journey is right now. But also a big part of these rules is to make sure that they're actually future proof as well. So for us, it wasn't just around, you know, getting to a point where they're better now. It was actually 
thinking about the things we need to put in place to make sure they continue to be fit for our communities. They also, you know, help our teams to be effective in their time and the way that they moderate and manage and do all that fantastic community work. And also the, they are adaptable. So, you know, as the world continues to change, and of course it will do, that we're able to, you know, constantly review what we're doing with the rules and just to make sure that they they aren't just stuck in time, as Jason was saying, in, you know, back in 2019, but the, the world will continue to move even quicker than it probably ever has before. And we just want to make sure that we're building resilience into the process um, so that we don't sort of get caught behind the curve again is the best way to say it. Yeah, that's that's exactly my, my view as well. And I think um, we, we've talked now a lot about um, ha- how we went about this, which I think we all feel was a, was a, a, a good process and then and why we've done it. And it's probably the time to get into the meat of this, like what 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 we did and what we came up with here, because that's what I guess our, our users and, and people listening to this podcast might be the most interested in. Um, so in a second, um, I think Jason's going to talk through the individual rules we've we've come up with. Um, but just to give an overall structure, we um, we we try to think what are we trying to achieve by this? So what is the outcome we want here? Um, and there, that gave us the idea for a, a structure of the rules where we say there's an overall aim here, and that's what everything will come back to the overall aim. Um, and then within that, some hopefully we feel fairly simple and straightforward statements that link back up to that aim. And if you really are interested, you can go into the detail and we've put all that on the website. Hopefully where you're where you found a link to this podcast, you could also see the rules. Um, and, and that is for people who really want to know the ins and outs and the nitty gritty. Uh, but we're going right back up to that top part and say, what is our aim here? We we decided we, we put this as a main statement that we want as many quality deals as we possibly can have. We felt that lots of the things that have happened in the past couple of years le- meant that we loosened the rules to allow de- things as deals that don't technically count as them. We wanted to include all of them. But we do feel that um, Hot UK Deals and the other Pepper communities have a responsibility to defend the community from scams and from spam. We can moderate the content, and we, um, yeah, and we do. And all of this and so often during this process we've used this word it's about balance these two statements are kind of in opposite directions to each other we could just allow everything but we don't want to we could ban everything but we don't want to so where is the balance between those two things that's great thank you dan so w- when dan talks about the statements the statements that uh, that we've come up with as being the the headline for for each for each of the new publication rules the first being that we strive to publish great deals when they benefit the community. The second being we welcome deals from many sellers and try to check they're legit. The third of these is we want deals submitted for the good of the community rather than personal gain. The fourth being we allow mega threads, which are deals from multiple shops, but we will have some rules to keep things tidy. The fifth, we have a clear list of the do's and don'ts for allowing permanent deals. And the last of the uh, statements is that we want vibrant conversations to thrive in the deal comments. And I think it's probably just worth saying that, especially in the, f- the first and the last one, <clears throat> our, our objective here really was to think about if, if people sort of mentally visualise maybe a needle at zero on a scale, um, and maybe sometimes that needle you know, in the past has gone a little bit more negative because we are much more restrictive around you know, protection is one word, um, moderation is probably another, but we were kind of being mindful of the fact that, you know, to get more deals, we maybe have to think about where we push that needle slightly in the other direction, maybe just to sort of open the gates slightly 
never in a way that's going to um, affect our users or put them in any danger. But also, you know, we do listen to the community very frequently um, in terms of the feedback around, you know, sometimes it's not always clear why your deal hasn't been published. Um, perhaps sometimes, you know, we do err on the side of caution where perhaps we could look at where we could allow that deal. So for all of these rules, really our thinking was around, A, how do we make it a lot clearer and more intra easier for people to post these deals? Hence, while we've removed you know, a lot of the, the clutter from most um, territories deals, but also just thinking about, you know, where do we want to give an opportunity to open the door slightly? Because we want to make sure that the, the not just the amount of deals, but the quality also is there. And we feel that with these rules, it should make the process easier for people to post a deal, but also easier for hopefully for the teams to know where they can allow and just to make sure that we, you know, we that's always under constant review for us, but just to make sure that we are just, just you know, ex kind of expanding a little bit in terms of where we want to get to as a community and just to make sure the community also feels like it has a voice in you know where that that dial sits or that needle sits i think the the voice part you mentioned there is something that keeps coming back to me and i see these you know this main aim and these six statements as really being the start of a conversation or, or the basis of a conversation between the community and and us and the and the, and the community support team where we can all you know it's not about picking holes in, in in arguments or finding loopholes it's about saying this is what we want to achieve we now want some feedback from everyone listening to this and using the site about you know any big things that don't seem right to you but hopefully they're in the right direction um but after that you know if you are having some problems getting a deal getting the deal um published or there's some confusion we can always go back to these these six statements and actually if you don't if you feel like there's a great deal which isn't being published which would benefit the community that's a good way to talk to a community support person who has got hundreds or thousands of things to deal with each day and maybe sometimes can scoot over some some of the detail we all do it um, definitely I, I have too but it starts it starts the conversation actually um so some some of the examples we talk about is you know, where there are uh, codes that are only a certain portion of people can use but they're great codes they're maybe for students that seems like a great deal. The moment we probably would go back and forth over that, whether that should technically be allowed and is it too small a group and so on. It's a deal that can that, that benefits everyone. That's what we want to try and achieve from from these sorts of things. Um, so, so I mean, maybe we can go talk a little bit about some of the some of the detail. We won't probably go into all of it because that that's there on the on the page for you to read. Uh, but some things which I guess maybe we can each pick out some things which which you think are interesting. One thing I was really keen um, for us to include was uh was what we first started talking about here was the the playstation 5 rule um it's something which naturally developed i think in pretty much every country uh i might be mistaken on one or two during um the, it was actually during covid but also that coincided with the launch of the the new consoles new generation uh, where we saw every time a playstation 5 or, or indeed an xbox was posted in the massive discussion thread uh, about um about these about the consoles and it just all it said was the stock at game, the stock at curries, the stock wherever. That thread became the most popular thread on the site, the most clicked out thread on the site, and the item sold out almost instantly. When we see things like this, it, it made it pretty clear to us that our rule at something at, at, at the recommended retail price not being a deal wasn't fit, wasn't fit for purpose. I think we all saw that. So when you have a community as large as ours, there will be various cases here which, which we have to consider. So going back to the, the, the point that Darren made earlier about balance um, and rigidity, you cannot just say if something is full price, it can never be a deal when it's clear 
it can be a deal, but people attach you know a level of benefit to something which which someone someone else um, probably won't. And I think we um, yeah so we we the, the balance side of this I you know, always get bored of my own bored of myself saying that word but I think it is so important as so important as part of this I'm sure everyone else gets bored of me saying it but um, is that we we can't just allow everything at recommended retail price because then the site would just become an advertising board for companies and the opposite of what we want to achieve here you know we want people to find great deals make great decisions when they're buying things and um, so here our solution for the moment is we'll make a list we'll publish the list we'll say these are the things that we think do count and these are things we think don't count. And that's where it comes to the the other really important part to me, which is this should be an ongoing conversation, ongoing um, opportunity for feedback from community, from staff, and um, from anyone who's got kind of any stake in this really to say, I think that's, yeah, that's right, that's wrong. Um, and it doesn't always mean we can do whatever anyone says because that's not going to be possible. But it does mean if we hear enough feedback we can change our minds we can update things uh, and that that i think is for me through all these rules is a really important part it isn't too dissimilar to to how the team moderates now uh, something will happen on site and there would always be a conversation internally about whether or not it's something that we should allow um before we before we go back to want to communicate to the to the member if it's something that can be posted or not so i think there's a few things just as headlines that we can you know talk about briefly here and people can go and look at the detail but some of the things that might exist under this rule are things like, you know, good delivery terms, you know, whether you can click and collect, for example, um, you know, your consumer rights, extended warranty. Um, you know, in the UK, there's a, a chain called Richard Sounds that quite often offers six year warranty on things. You know, if that's that might be worth a few extra pounds for you if they've got it in stock and you can collect versus, you know, the, the cheapest deal, perhaps. Um, availability so as Dan said what we came to call the PS5 rule so literally availability can you get it how scarce how rare is it um, and then also as Dan said earlier you know eligibility um, so things like student deals um, you know there are a lot of cards that are aimed at the services for example um, the UK has one called blue light card so things like that where they do actually benefit you know probably a reasonably sized group of people but not for everyone but that is still a deal we want to make sure that we can you know include that with our deals because it's important that people can still get those so i guess to underline this one if something is a, is a great deal and that is obviously a, a subjective um word but if you think something is something that can really benefit the community be a great deal for a a, a decent sized group of people we want to try and publish it and and please feel free to have polite but you know backed up and data conversations if, if you've got it with our team and, and we can always try and improve and and, and uh, look at these things in a wider sense and i think uh, it's sort of interesting that the team you know the team wants uh wants to make these decisions right as well no one wants to kind of have to go back over the same thing do they jace no <laughs> they never do <laughs> so it's always nice to have a decision and allow something because it means that the team know how they should deal with future content but it's, but it also means and by making these rules public online and clearer is why we're breaking them down into statements that the community knows is sorry the community will know what is the expectation of them when they are you know spending their own time to share deals for the benefit of the rest of the community absolutely and um, so we've just moved on a little bit to the um rule around that we welcome deals from from many sellers but we do do some checks um so this is this is not really that big a change from from currently um, I don't know if, if Jason, you may want to talk through very briefly, like what we what we look at when we're trying to work out the safety of a, of a retailer. Yeah, absolutely. When we review merchants which are new to us or, or new to the platform, we go through a, a whole range of checks. 
we need to look at whether or not, first of all, the, the website is secure, if, if they're processing payments especially. And then we look through areas such as what is their returns policy? Is it compliant with, with UK law? Is it as we would expect it to be? We then look at um, their contact information. Is, is it easy for a customer to contact them if they have a, an issue with their order? And then we look at possibly their accounts information via company's house. We don't only accept companies, limited companies to the website, but if we have a, a good history of trading, it, it tends to mean that there's a, we're more likely to accept that, that merchant on site. We'll then look to see whether or not the products that are being posted are suitable for a platform such as ours. And I think what, go ahead. I think it's just important to add here that although this rule might not have changed a huge amount, just to really make it clear to everyone that comes to our communities, I think sometimes there's some people feel like we don't do we don't do this type of checking, and there's you know sometimes people think that with there's a relationship there that you know maybe is hidden, or perhaps there's a arbitrary process that comes with allowing certain you know retailers, merchants, whoever in. But just to really double down on that point that our teams do a huge amount of checking, all these things are you know at some point a subjective thing you know you we're trying to bring three four five different ways of checking companies together and then on balance of probability if it looks like they're you know a good merchant to go with we'll allow it so just as a takeaway probably from this point is that we do do a lot of this checking in the background it's not always seen but there is a process there and we are you know internally accountable as well we do make sure that we're on top of this stuff and um, um that was kind of similar to what i was going to say and, and actually what really struck me when we when we you know looked at the current rules and see how to develop them was we put a, a lot of responsibility onto the moderators and the, the community support team to make these decisions and that's fine and they, they do that work happily I think but uh, actually we, we ha don't have the expertise and often you don't have that much time to spend on every single retailer um, and given that we want to allow as many deals as possible it, it almost became sometimes the easiest thing to do I, I can imagine put myself into the head of someone doing this every day is find a reason not to allow a retailer because that's an easier to make a decision then and uh, it, it's probably a, it, um, a subconscious thing to happen so actually what we would like us to move to is more of like a risk-based approach where we say you know really in certain markets what is the risk here of, 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 the, of a company not being 100 percent perfect we'll try and spot the big things we'll try and spot when companies are selling fake products We'll be more cautious when we think there's a, a higher risk. So let's say with electrical items that could you know, cause um, serious damage. But maybe where there's um, companies that are regulated elsewhere, so banks are a good example. If the FCA has regulated a bank uh, and, and done all the checks it will do, which is a very long and complicated process, we aren't going to be, be able to add anything to that process by doing any, any long-term checks. So we, we want to kind of say, yes, this, this is subjective. Yes, we'll do some basic checks, but really, if we can allow something, we will, uh, and we'll be more cautious where where that's possible. Um, maybe the last thing on this rule, just to say um, specifically for the UK, uh, we have some rules around the um, around platform sellers. So this means someone, uh, a company that sells via another website like eBay or Amazon. Um, we've actually made these rules um, a bit more um, open and liberal, I would say, in the UK. We learned from some of the other other countries so we've reduced the main thing we've done is reduce the um the positive voting ratio it used to be had to be 95 percent of votes had to be positive we've actually reduced that to 90 
Um, one of the main reasons I, I think it was uh, that we saw companies that are very well-known companies um, who sell via eBay actually hadn't got a 95% rate. So I don't know if these are the exact right examples, but let's say Argos, Curry's, those sorts of companies have these platform sellers. Of course, we should be allowing them because yeah, everyone knows who Curry's and Argos is. Um, does there anything else anyone want to add on on this one? Uh, I think it's worth just saying uh, at this point, if you look at the the feedback here that we're looking at in terms of um, eBay and Amazon, and just shows how we have to move with the times. Ten years ago, our feedback criteria for a marketplace merchant on eBay was one thousand five hundred reviews, and today we're at, we're at three hundred. Um, so it just goes to show that you you need to be able to move with you know markets and and how people are using these platforms. Um, nowadays, I, I can't imagine we'd have much content on the platform at all if we if we were still at fifteen hundred. <laughs> Absolutely, and and that's why we will continue to change these, yeah, you know, as things go on, uh, and more more platforms may well enter the market. We we'll have to make decisions on those ones as well. Um, so just to keep it moving on the uh, the third rule, which is around mega threads, and this is a probably an internal jargon um, fr phrase. I'm not sure how much the community uses it, but basically what we mean here is a, a deal which has products in for multiple shops. Currently in the UK, or previously in the UK, this wasn't allowed, um, but in some other countries it was. So we really took a look back and took a step back and tried to see how does it work in those other countries? Is there a benefit, or should we, you know, should we stop it there or allow it here? Where's the right balance again to get to? Um, and I think it might be interesting to talk through what we kind of found out with that. Yeah, sure. So pre twenty nineteen, our last publication rules update, mega threads were allowed in the UK. When we came to looking at how should we deal with mega threads in 2019, we felt when we looked at deal quality, was it possible for users to vote on a thread which had deals from 10 different merchants which, which were not related to each other? So there was no kind of topic for, for the deal to be posted. Um, and, we've, and, we've, and listening to our colleagues in Germany um, and France, we realised that that wasn't possibly the right way to go about it because users... Are, when we look at the, the type of users that we have on our platform, we have experts across a whole range of, of different areas, uh, niches. So stopping them from being able to give us their complete knowledge on a topic because we were only restricting them to one product per post seemed counterproductive to what the platform is. And I think just to maybe just to close this one off, this is probably one of the ones that is the best example of where opening it up for wider debate really helped the process because had we done the 2019 a few people involved we probably would have either not changed it or not really looked into it but actually some of the debate and very nuanced debate about the whys and wherefores and why to and why not um, were, were hugely important so it's, it, for us this was a great example of where taking the time to really understand what the benefit was and having people being very honest and open with feedback got us to, I think, a good resolution in the end and sort of stuck to our ethos around what we, what we wanted to achieve with the publication rules. Yeah, yeah, 100% one, agree with that. And I think yeah, with the with the guidance we've put here, maybe the guidance will develop, but we think we've given enough structure that some of the initial concerns uh, about maybe um, this becoming a way of hoovering up all the deals for, for a small amount of users, we don't think will, will come to pass, but we can always uh, keep an eye on it. Um, so moving on to, I guess, the other the other big big change we've got in here is around permanent deals. So currently, well, again, previously, to get used to the, the timeline we're now living in, um, we um, we didn't allow deals that didn't have an end date. Um, so, you know, if so something we needed to know something was only going to last for a short amount of time. 
again, I think it made some sense, but um, it, it it meant we missed out on a on a wide uh, a range of deals. So the one which kept coming back to me as a bee in my bonnet was around um, meerkat movies, two for ones, where I'm sure lots of people listening to this are aware you could buy a very cheap insurance policy and then get a two-for-one voucher for cinema or for eating out for a whole year. It's an amazing deal for if you go to the cinema or eat out. Everyone who comes to our website should really know about it so they can take advantage of it, but that wouldn't have been allowed under the previous rules. So we wanted to find some ways of saying this is allowed, um, but you know we are, we're also not opening the floodgates to anything which is, you know, which is a permanent offer because then how do you include discounts and that and so on. So... And we went through with each country, didn't we, and said what might be good and what might be bad for this. Just to give you an idea for the listeners of what we would allow as a permanent deal, Dan has already covered one with Meerkat Movies, but we're looking at other such as lower or reduced cost for service trials. At the moment, we wouldn't allow 99p Spotify trials because we consider that there's no end date because it's a recurring offer. Sharing subscriptions, Amazon Prime, where you can share your subscription with family members. Again, we would consider that to be um, previous rules, a permanent offer, but we we consider it as a deal that many people would benefit from and want, and want to know about. And we were just being mindful here also that, you know, as our communities continue to grow, there are new people coming every single day to the communities. So whilst we do respect and understand that for long-term members, sometimes these these type of deals can be a little frustrating to see time and time again but actually you know remembering that there is a huge benefit to allowing these and to making them visible and just to make sure that you know all our new visitors who hopefully also turn into great community members and then go on to contribute their own deals to the community that these are the type of things that are of benefit to them so just thinking about you know that that full journey around you know how our communities change over time and the new people that are coming to them and visiting um, and the benefits to them and I think also we we did find that actually when we got down to it there wasn't a huge amount of discrepancy between our um, international communities around you know where the lines were I think probably for 80% of these maybe a little higher um, the allowed and not allowed were pretty much the same there were one or two which we went back and forth on again but I think actually the the resolution we've got to I think is great um, and of course you know we are mindful that every country is slightly different so you know one thing which we we do do and we will continue to do is just make sure that you know any any rule that's specifically for one country or it feels like there's a benefit for that country to having that particular um, caveat perhaps in the rules we want to make sure that that's in the discussion as well so we're never excluding we're always trying to you know work out where the rules can be applied fairly but also we are mindful of those markets areas geography um, and the local rules that apply to them and the, what users like to see uh, and just to emphasize i think we see these as a, as a living list so um we'll, we'll publish the the list of, of do's and don'ts and, and we'll, we'll we'll definitely adapt them as time goes on um so just to move through the last couple which are probably a bit less uh controversial um we have um a rule around um self-promotion so a lot of content gets uh, gets removed currently for self-promotion um we wanted to sort of maybe clarify what we mean by this um so this is where we we don't want anyone to benefit personally from posting a deal and um, we we do have a, a reward scheme that we're rolling out but where we don't want people to benefit in their in their jobs i guess so that doesn't mean anyone who works for a company shouldn't be posting a deal from that company quite often if you're you know, a really obvious example we talk about is a a shop floor worker spots a great deal in in the shop they work in the supermarket or whatever be great for them to take a photo of it and upload it we're, we're absolutely fine with that what we don't want is someone who's maybe got a, 
a bonus target based on selling a certain item and they post it on the website uh, and it's purely to, to help them. So um, we tried to clarify that a little bit in that one. I'm not sure it's so changed, but hopefully it will um, it will give give everyone a bit of a bit of guidance what we're looking for here. So then just moving on to the the final uh, final of the six statements around we want vibrant conversations to, to thrive uh, thrive in the comments here, and um, I think we we just want to be impressed with this one for both new users and, and older users that um, obviously once a deal's live anyone can comment on it and we we want that. that's one of the greatest parts of our platform because there's so much useful feedback that can come come as part of that around price, value, quality, service, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and we want to allow those as, as much as we possibly can. Um, but we do know that sometimes, you know, uh, these things go off on a tangent. And in a very small number of cases, they can become uh, personal and can be, become arguments. Uh, and, and we wanted to kind of really, I guess, firstly state that we want these conversations to happen. Be clear with our teams that we, we, um, we, we want to leave them live wherever we can. And I guess also kind of give a bit of a heads up to anyone posting that these these conversations uh, yeah are natural to happen. We will protect people in these conversations. We won't let them go too far. But that's always going to be a subjective thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's exactly right, uh, Dan. And yeah, as Dan said, this is the one we weren't quite sure whether to put this in as a rule. But we really wanted to, you know, again, double down on what we wanted people's expectation of posting a deal to be. So that, you know, we didn't want just a, a post a reply saying this is great and that's the end of the conversation. We want to set expectation that, you know, when you post a deal, you will see comments and you will see people talking about it. You know, just on a personal level, before I joined Pepper, as a, I've been a site user for a lot of years, um, and for me, one of the things that's always been the most interesting part of these communities is that the, the deal is the deal and it's, you know, the best price or it's whatever else it might be. But actually, sometimes the conversation will steer my opinion of what I think the value of that deal is so it may be you know even though it's a brand name product it may be the application in the real world you know for example i've been in the market for a, a robot lawnmower for a, for a while but actually understanding that for me price isn't the only factor here but actually reading people's comments about experience and reliability um you know how noisy it was to upset the neighbors or not those things are all that's the the color of the communities and the value that's added so we felt like having this rule in there to just to show that we want to try and encourage and allow as much as we can you know we, we appreciate any group of human beings getting together we'll always have a difference of opinion on you know depending on how strongly you think about things, be it, you know, personal, <laughs> political, otherwise. But actually, you know, we want to just try and empower the communities to just where we can, where it's safe and where we feel like people aren't being, you know, particularly personal or, again, like unlawful or any of those type of things, just to make sure we really impress that comments are the lifeblood of what we do as, a, as an organisation and that users benefit when that happens. And just to make sure, you know, we talked about pushing that needle at the start slightly, just to make sure that even in this bit, we're just pushing that needle again slightly in the other direction, just to make sure that, you know, we're, we're all gaining from this experience. Absolutely. Users sharing their own personal opinion of a product or their personal experience is vital to, to helping each other make better purchasing decisions. So we want as many conversations as possible as long as, you know, they're within the rules. Uh, yeah, completely that. So that's that's uh, kind of I guess had a whistle stop tour through our, our six rules. Um, so just to give um, people a bit of uh, idea about what happens next. So yeah, as we're publishing this podcast, that means we've got to the point where the rules have been launched, uh, and that means we've been through even more um, rounds of feedback. So Darren talked before about all the internal feedback at the start of September. We talked um, uh, to a small uh, a small group of users in each country. Um, and and I got got their feedback on it, and you know looked if we could adapt the rules anyway there. 
and um, we've talked all of our community teams through them now in the in the finest detail and so we really got to the point where hopefully all questions have been asked and answered um, although something has definitely been missed because that's how these things always work <laughs> uh, and then um, and then in, in recent days I'm, I'm saying this before it's going to have happened but in recent days what will have happened is we will um, reach out to even more community members just to basically see if we've we've missed something uh, which kind of is obvious to, to maybe a user of the site and less obvious to, to us as we're trying to plan this through so if, if you're listening to this they've been launched um, we, we've, we've tried to base this on as much data as we possibly can get so that's both data of people using the websites but for me really importantly data of qualitative data feedback from people uh, who genuinely use this, the site day in and day out and i want to continue that approach over the next few uh, weeks and, and months really to, to make sure we make these as good as possible um so yeah we've, we've kind of reached the end uh hopefully this was a useful um uh, insight into why we did it and, and what and why we came up with what we did um we'll yeah feedback in the thread that we have um, talk to us. You know, we're all, all live on the site all the time, pretty much, or at least during uh, during the work days. We want to hear. We want to hear and uh, just general comments, but also how the how you feel about these rules, um, how you think we could adapt them further. We'll see how people actually use the site, especially um, you know people who don't talk to us so much, uh, newer users and so on. We want to see how they use it, and hopefully we can see more great deals. That's our aim here. And I think maybe just finally as well, just to say that we we absolutely acknowledge that we're not we're never going to be a hundred percent right on this. You know, really to impress that message. This is a very difficult thing across huge communities, you know, of a huge demographic representation. We can't we can't cater for every nuanced situation, and there will almost certainly be, you know, multiple situations where these rules don't quite fit into there, and we'll make the best judgment call as we can. But, you know, we accept we're fallible. We accept these rules probably will change or be adapted or, you know, iterated going forward as well. And our, our, our objective is never to, you know, put something in stone that can never change. It's to accept that as the world changes, as our community changes, as we, as we see, as Dan said, we, we'll see things we never thought about during this process, even though we've done a huge amount of consultation. And it's really important for us that you hear that from us, that we know that we're never going to be 100% right, but we're prepared to keep adapting and listening making sure it's in the interest of the community and that you know we all benefit that's really what our objective here as a collective is to make sure that we all get what we want to get out of the community and fundamentally everyone gets great deals i guess <laughs> absolutely what a place to end well thanks very much uh, darren and jason and for me uh, goodbye and enjoy the new rules <laughs>